Hey, what's up? It's Frank here from Data Driven, the podcast where we explore the emerging fields of data science, machine learning, and artificial intelligence. I just got out of um, a meeting in Bethesda, so I figured I'd stop by and check out uh, something that I never thought I would ever see in the flesh is an Amazon brick-and-mortar uh, bookstore. Now, for those of you, now for those of you that don't know, the history behind this is that my second or third job out of college, I worked at Barnes and Noble uh, as a webmaster, and first as the uh, working on electronic store system type stuff, uh, specifically the magazine ordering session, uh, the magazine ordering technology. Uh, but then quickly, I was promoted to webmaster. And at the time, Amazon was, well, they just sold books. And there was this huge um, kind of upsurge in interest of, you know, how will brick and mortar stores compete with online retail? Now, you know, 20 some odd years later, we kind of know how that movie ended. Um, but what's interesting is that Amazon recently has started to open up brick and mortar stores. Um, going to be in Seattle in a few weeks, so I'm looking forward to seeing the Amazon Go stores, uh, which actually have no checkout process at all. But what's particularly interesting about this one is it's a bookstore. And I do love my bookstores. And uh, I went in there and uh, just started checking it out. What's particularly interesting is how the store is laid out. Now, it's smaller than your typical Barnes & Noble. In fact, it's actually, it's actually down the road from where an old Barnes & Noble location used to be. Now, part of me wants to imagine that somewhere uh, Jeff Bezos, uh, when he's not getting his phone hacked, uh, is, you know, laughing about uh, taking over a Barnes & Noble former location, but that's not the case. Uh, it just They did their research, and they found this is probably a good place for it, uh, as did Barnes & Noble. But what's interesting about the store is how it's laid out. It's a lot smaller than a typical store and that tells me well it tells me a couple things one it tells me that they are able to make money they probably optimize the formula for making money on a, a you know a particular footprint but they also know from prime membership who buys what so in the store there's sections you know popular on prime most wished for on amazon i mean that is the poster child for data-driven retail. Amazon has all this detail on consumers, all this information. They've crunched the numbers. So you go in there, it's fascinating, right? So not only is there, they sell books, obviously, but they have popular in Washington, D.C. It's probably even more micro-focused towards this particular part of, uh, of the D.C. suburbs. And they know what's going to sell. Everything in there is all the prices are pretty well discounted, particularly if you're a Prime member. So what struck me was you get basically Prime prices, um, but you get the instant gratification. Let me see, I bought a couple of books. And you get the instant gratification of buying retail. Now, I think it's particularly interesting that they had other stuff there too. So they had books that, they call them page turners, right? Books that... Um, people read on their Kindle in three days or less, right? They had an entire section of just those books. They had books that were popular in this region, books for kids that were popular in this region, right? So it was interesting how the store was laid out. Uh, also, amongst uh, the other stuff, I think I mentioned this, is that you know most wished-for items on Amazon. 
So they know from your wish list what you have. So you know there was there was cookware, there was um, Instapot, you know was there. It probably appears in a lot of lists. Not only that, they can probably narrow it down. Actually, not probably. They can definitely narrow it down to the zip code, right? Who's likely to shop here? Who's likely to shop here? And who's a Prime member? And if you're not a Prime member, you look at the prices. It's a hard thing to per pass up. Also, what's interesting is when I went to check out, I am a Prime member. What's also interesting is when I checked out, I didn't have to take out my wallet because once they scanned the barcode, they knew it was me and they just had used the credit card that was on file. Brilliant, because I, I know it's a simple thing, but it was just a nice experience just going in and saying, hi, you know, you know this is the books I want to buy. And that was it. What's also interesting is apparently if you go there in person, uh, I don't know if this happens every time or your first time, um, you get two free Audible credits, which if you've been listening to the show, I'm pretty much a big fan of, of Audible, um, which I don't know. He said if you sign up for an Audible trial, so I told the guy I'm already an Audible member. He goes, well, you know, lately they've been just giving out two credits. So I haven't checked my account yet. I literally was so excited. Um so, I mean, it's just fascinating how the store was laid out. And I'm sure that there's a lot of research and a lot of science and a lot of data that backs up the presence of every single book there. In fact, the price tags were even on the shelves were electronic. So they could probably change the prices just with the click of a mouse, which is just crazy when you think about it. Maybe they've even automated the process of the prices based on selling and based on demand and based on experimentation. I don't know. But I will say that that is the future of retail. It's not just not to, that it's owned by Amazon, but they use the data that they have over time to customize the retail experience. Now, I know it wasn't customized specifically for me. It was specifically customized for the neighborhood that it's in, which is brilliant, actually. I, I mean, I guess in the olden times before big box retail and became impersonal, shopkeepers kind of knew the customers and the local and the clientele. It's interesting how data ultimately goes full circle from big box down to this. Now, there's a lot I want to unpack about that, but you know, that this is just my first impression. So speaking of, of unpacking, um, I'll take out this book here. It's called The Data Loom. And um, uh, earlier, uh, on a previous show Andy and I recorded, we talked about doing a uh, data-driven book club. I propose that this be our first book. It's um, pretty short. It's only 120 pages. Um, so definitely check it out. The Data Loom by Stephen, Stephen Few. Um, I propose that that be, um, that be our first data-driven book club. Uh, Andy and I will probably, maybe we'll use the Facebook group. Let me know in the comments, either on the video or the live stream, what you, what you want to use it for, uh, what you want to use for discussion and whatnot. Maybe we could do like a live uh, meeting or something like that. We can discuss the book, um, Google Hangouts or something like that. But I just, I think it would be very fitting for the first uh, book club for data-driven to have been bought from an Amazon uh, bookstore uh, brick-and-mortar bookstore um, <laughs> uh, to make that uh, make that a thing because that that is the future of retail the future of retail um, and it's not entirely hopeless if you're not Amazon I think um, that's the future of retail the future of retail is uh, data driven if I may say so um, should be in, would be a good name for a podcast and a book club but I'm telling you I mean that is the future it's you know they have they have essentially 
I don't want to say weaponized data, but they productize data to the point where it is a real advantage. They're probably pulling in a fair amount of business on a much smaller footprint than the old Barnes & Noble up the street, which is sadly since gone. So with that, um, have a great day.